Hi there church, um, a very warm welcome to you all. My name's Rick and this is my lovely wife Tanika. Hi. Um, and we're going to be opening up God's word with you today. Um, at the moment as a church we're working through a series called Good to Grow that we've been in for the last couple of months. Uh, the series was actually put together before uh, the current circumstances, uh, the quarantine lifestyle that we find ourselves in. Um, and was designed to um, essentially tackle some of the big pressures or anxieties in life um, that people come across um, either in their own personal um, journey or as they bump into um, friends, colleagues, conversations that they're having with people. Um, and today, uh, probably quite uh, timely so, uh, we're looking at the subject of loneliness. Um, so our title is I'm Lonely. Um, I'm going to pray um, and then we'll get into our sermon today. Heavenly Father, we just pray that as we open your word together, uh, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. Lord, we pray that you would give us ears to hear what you're saying, that, Lord, we would be sensitive to your uh, teaching, your instruction, uh, your guidance, and that, Lord, you would give us humility of heart uh, just to trust you um, and believe that your plan for us is to have a God-glorifying community that loves and worships you um, and draws others in and loves mm. and supports one another in that. Amen. Amen. So lockdown and social distancing is affecting us in different ways. It's a big adjustment. Um, it really hit home for us the other day when we were out on our daily walk and our two-year-old suddenly tugs my leg and says, Mummy, people. Um, so we need to do a bit of work, readjusting her to an idea of a wider community once these restrictions are, are lifted. But certainly community and, and God's heart for community um, is, 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 is an important um, principle that helps us combat that feeling of loneliness. And God's heart is that we do commune with him mm. and we abide in him and have a relationship with him. And from that place, have a, have a really... Um, vulnerable and deep friendship and community with others in the church um, so before talking about loneliness itself we thought it'd be helpful to talk about God's uh, plan and principle uh, about being in community mm. yeah yeah absolutely um, and for some of us this might mean that this lockdown might present an opportunity for some people um, some people to actually um, maybe pick up that book they've been wanting to read or something like that um, for others, actually, those feelings of loneliness will only be heightened uh, in this season. You know, the, the, that sense of feeling isolated or disconnected um, from a community will actually um, will only will only evoke kind of even more um, uh, emotional difficulty. And, and, and we truly believe that as we open God's word to s today, um, you will see that God's heart for community um, actually is is an incredibly uh, powerful and releasing truth. Um, that actually we can cling to and helps us tackle um, some of those feelings of isolation. Um, we see this right at the beginning um, of the Bible. Um, in Genesis 2 verse 18, um, God looks at his creation and he says it's not good that man should be alone. Um, it's not good that Adam um, shouldn't have companionship. It's, it's all very well and good and, and, and right that he's in a, in a perfect relationship with God um, is able to commune and walk with God um, in the cool of the evening. Um, but actually God looks on his creation and says, now Adam needs something more. Um, and actually God's solution is to provide woman. He creates woman um, for Adam. And actually we see this incredible um, companionship community begin to develop 
um, as part of God's creation. Um, again, we see God's heart for community as we move on through the Old Testament. So um, some scriptures um, from the book of Leviticus, uh, which is essentially God's instruction to his people of how they are to live, um, actually really helped bring clarity. So in Leviticus 19, um, we see that uh, God instructs uh, the people of Israel, you shall treat the stranger who dwells with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And we can see actually God's heart for community, for those that might find themselves um, perhaps on the fringes of society, um, feeling slightly isolated, disconnected, out on their own. Actually, God really wants to bring them into the court and he wants his people to care for those people. That's part of God's design. Um, and then again, Leviticus uh, 23 verse 22. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edges, nor shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger. Um, essentially, what God's saying is, I want you as my people to look after those that find themselves maybe displaced, maybe isolated, mm. and maybe a little bit alone, um, and actually part of God's instruction. Mm. You can see quite clearly it, it was sort of um, instituted in their society, that care for the poor. Mm. Um, and then actually, as we fast forward through scripture, God's heart for community actually only becomes even more prevalent. Um, and we're gonna jump in with our passage today. Uh, we're gonna be in Ephesians 2. We're gonna read from verses 13 to 22. So Tanika, why don't you read that for us? Sure. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off, and peace to those who are near. For through him we have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together knows, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Amen. And in this passage, a little bit of background, Paul's writing to um, Jews and Gentiles, um, so Jews and non-Jews that um, have put their trust in Jesus um, and are now beginning to form a community um, of believers in Ephesus. Um, and Paul is writing um, to, to, to essentially take, bring these two parties um, and to see them reconcile to one another. Um, but first and foremost, we see him reckon that actually uh, those two parties need to be reconciled to God um, and then they can be reconciled to it um, one another. We'll talk a little bit about that um, in, in a little bit. Um, but just two things to pull out from the passage um, really is this idea of reconciliation between the two parties. Um, reconciliation um, has to occur wherever there's conflict. Um, wherever they find conflict, wherever they find uh, misunderstanding, difficulties, um, or if you like, uh, missed expectations 
Um, for instance, the Jewish people would have been very devout. Um, they would often have been very religious, very um, very observant of the law. Um, so they would have heeded God's instructions very intently. Um, and, and you can imagine as a first century Jew um, to have non-Jews who have none of that heritage, none of that um, tradition, um, the, 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 the almost um, overwhelming sense of, of, of kind of feeling like your own uh, values are being almost disregarded um, is incredibly, um, could make them feel quite indignant um, in some ways. But actually we see God's heart is actually to reconcile those two parties um, and first and foremost by being reconciled to God. Um, even as the Jews would have understood um, in order to be right in right relationship with the Lord, they would have had to observe the law. Um, but one thing that they would also have been very aware of is that they never could. Um, so where they wanted uh, to um, essentially believe uh, God and trust him um, and obey his law, actually, they would all have fallen short in some way um, or form. And actually, that would have weighed very much on them. Um, and we'll see God's plan um, in that to bring them through that. But the second thing of all is also um, their identity. Um, so if we have a look um, in our passage today, um, Paul talks about them um, as being uh, fellow, uh, fellow citizens. Um, he says that they are no longer aliens and strangers. Um, he's speaking um, to, um, he is speaking to the Gentiles, but he's also speaking to those that, that, that um, the Jews and the Gentiles before they knew the Lord, that actually they were aliens and strangers to God, and yet he has brought them into his house. He's brought them as members into um, the household of faith. Um, and then as Paul works on through our passage, um, and he talks about, um, he uses this image of a building um, with Jesus as the chief cornerstone, the apostles and prophets, the foundations of that building, um, and, and actually us as uh, believers, as those that put our trust in Jesus, um, actually we are like the bricks um, being built into this um, incredible building. Um, imagine for, 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 for a minute that, uh, that, that a builder, as he was building, um, just decided to leave certain bricks out, um, just decided to leave just a random brick here or there, um, or perhaps it was uh, a, a little bit uh, misshapen or something, and he just decided to disregard it. Well, if that were the case, then you would end up with a wall with holes, holes where bricks should have been. Um, and, and, and when it comes to buildings providing shelter, then it wouldn't have stood against the rain. It wouldn't have stood against the wind. Um, it, 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 would have, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have functioned as it was meant to. Um, and actually, Paul's saying that's very much like us as believers, um, as members of the household of God. Each of us are being built together um, into this incredible building, um, a holy temple in the Lord. Um, that we might be a dwelling place for God by his spirit. And so actually even this sense of feeling like you don't belong or, 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 you're, or you don't feel like you're, you're in the right place or you don't feel that you can be at home or, or bring your contribution or your gifts, actually we can see that's, def that's not part of God's heart. Mm. If, if, if that's true, then the building's not built correctly. Then there's holes in the wall. And actually God wants to, God wants to build perfect walls. Um, he wants to build a perfect temple, um, his body, uh, that we can actually uh, come and, and actually uh, be a, a holy temple um, where he dwells by his spirit. Tanika. Yeah, and that perfection comes by knowing that we, we all belong and what Jesus has done on the cross to actually um, take all of our sins away. And when we use his grace, 
um, and just say, here I am, Lord, and we all use our gifting together. That's the beautiful picture of the temple. Um, and that's what Jesus makes perfect, us working together and coming together in unity. And for some of you, maybe you don't normally struggle with loneliness. Some of you maybe do. Um, loneliness is a struggle for you. Um, perhaps the social distancing measures have, have brought that to the forefront and you are feeling a bit lonely because of um, the isolation that's currently in place. As Rich mentioned though, God's heart is that we do live in community mm. um, and that we do have a relationship with him. Um, there are various reasons for loneliness, which we will talk about in a moment, um, and you know, talk about how God wants us to respond in those moments of feeling lonely. Um, but it's really important that we address the issue of um, just having alone time and solitude, moments of solitude is just really important and it's healthy and necessary. Um, throughout the gospel, Jesus had moments of being with the crowd um, and disciples, but actually withdrawing away to be with the Father. Um, often the disciples would be like, where has Jesus gone? And they would find him on a boat, on a lake, um, and more often than not, on a mountaintop. In Mark 6, verse 46, um, it says after Jesus was feeding the 5,000, he left, he left the disciples and went up to a mountaintop. And what did he do? He prayed. So he found these mountaintop moments to, to find time with the Father, to pray, mm -hmm. to be refreshed um, and filled with the Spirit. And, and in these moments of um, communing with the Father, he understood his sonship and was able to go out from a place of strength in these times of being alone uh, with the Father and then go out and do all these miracles and, and be with his friends and be with the disciples. I think a big cause of um, loneliness is, is um, that yearning that we have um, to be in relationship with the Father. Um, and it may be an indication that we do need to spend uh, a bit of time alone with the Father and have those mountaintop moments. And it's in these moments that, you know, as Rich touched upon, our identity in Christ is solidified and we're less susceptible to feeling lonely because we know who we are in Christ. I mean, in this time of enforced solitude, you know, it, it's not normal and we all are craving uh, more community, more social time, but it also is a good opportunity to actually spend time with God, spend time in the Word, spend time understanding His promises over our life and, and understand who we are in Christ. And when we spend time doing this, um, we're able to really take hold of of verses that you like, I will never leave you and forsake you. Um, this is mentioned so many times in the Bible. In Deuteronomy 31 uh, verse 8, um, it says, It is the Lord that goes before you, and he will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear and do not be dismayed. And when we take time to just soak ourselves in these promises and truly take hold of it and believe it, God is able to give us that assurance and understanding mm -hmm. of who we are in Christ. Um, and then we understand, you know, in Ephesians where we read, we are citizens, we are members of the family, we aren't strangers um, and aliens anymore. We're members of one family mm. and we belong to Christ. And when we do not have time alone with God, we do become more susceptible to loneliness and maybe lies creep in. Um, and I don't know, perhaps you've struggled with lies that say you will always be alone, you will always feel lonely, or maybe you struggle with the lie that you can't make friends. And we all have those times where we do struggle with loneliness. 
Um, and the Bible gives us um, just such honest accounts of different people who have, have been alone and struggled with loneliness. Um, in 1 Kings 19 verse 1 to 18, it tells us the story of Elijah, who was a great prophet. He saw so many miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, he heard God's voice so clearly. He'd seen a child's, child being raised from the dead. Um, and then after this, he has a period of being alone and, and he feels sad. And he takes this with God. He even says, God, it's better that I am dead. He, he feels suicidal. He said, I'm no better than my father's. And this is a man who's just seen miracles. So we can all be susceptible to feeling lonely at some mm-hmm. time. But what does Elijah do in those moments? He's actually talking to God. He's praying to God. He's telling God how he feels. And the question is that we have is, what do you do in these moments of feeling lonely? And the key is really taking that feeling, taking your prayers to God and knowing that he is your source of comfort. He is your source of peace, first and foremost. So Elijah, I mean, God responds to him beautifully in this moment and just sends ravens to, to give him water, sends his angels to feed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on, we see that he, he um, meets Elisha, becomes like a son, and God's provision is amazing. So God wants you to know that he, he's called you, and once you have repented and turned away from your sin, you belong. You belong. You belong to Christ and you belong to the church family. And it's when we understand and have these mountaintop moments um, and we understand who we are in Christ, um, that we are really able to then go out and and have really meaningful community Mm -hmm. with others. Um, Perhaps another reason um, that you may feel lonely or people may have times of loneliness is if there's conflict in friendships or relationships which again, it does happen from time to time. Um, And God is a God of reconciliation and forgiveness. Um, And as Rich said earlier, um, Paul wrote to the Jews and Gentiles and he urged them to be unified um, because when there's an absence of unity, again, loneliness can creep in. Um, And the Bible just gives such honest and real accounts of people who struggle um, with um, loneliness at different points from widows to kings, um, so in D- David, who was you know king of Israel, that the most powerful man in the land with friends and and um, wives, he actually struggled with loneliness from time to time. So in Psalms one hundred and two verse seven, he he calls himself like a lonely sparrow. Mm. Um, but again, what do you do in those moments of of conflict? And for David, he had lots of enemies, and he was just saying, God, I've got so many conflicts around me. What did he do in that same chapter? He praised and he reminded God of his promise. Mm-hmm. And again, it's what do we do when we feel lonely? Do we take it to God? Do we turn to him in praise mm-hmm. and prayer and remember his promises? Um, and I think it's important to know that loneliness is something that can touch us all, um, whether you're married or single, a CEO of a business, children, no children. It is something that can touch us all. Um, but for everyone, what should our response be when we feel that way is take it to God and have prayer and praise mm-hmm. in that and just know and rely on his promises. Um, and just a point on reconciliation. If, if you are in a state of conflict with friendships and you need a bit of help with maybe working out reconciliation, we would urge you to just get some pastoral mm-hmm. support with that and some prayer because we're just really for our community yeah. being unified in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps 
Another reason for loneliness is season change. And personally, this is something we've experienced quite a lot. Um, and in modern life, there's a lot of movement, a lot of people relocating abroad, uh, career opportunities. Uh, for us personally, we've just had very dear friends, you know, go on and, and plant amazing churches. Um, but this has left a void, you know, in some of our friendships. And, and we have felt it very keenly at some points. Um, and in those moments, we had a choice to make. Did, did we turn to despair or do we dig deeper in Jesus? Mm. Um, and sometimes there's a bit of both, but we took our, our vulnerability to God. And sometimes it, Rich and I would just pray, you know, for community, pray for friendships. And we've really seen God answer in, in really amazing ways mm. um, in terms of just meaningful friendship. Yeah, so about uh, six years ago or so, um we were um, part of the church and um, loving it. And what we found was um, we had a season change. Um, <clears throat> there were lots of things uh, changing in the church, um, a lot of responsibilities shifting around. Um, and uh, at that time also, we found a lot of our good friends um, were moving on, uh, making decisions to move out of London. Um, and uh, we ended up saying goodbye to a lot of very dear um, dear friends um, and it was it was an incredibly uh, emotional time difficult time um, and I can remember um, turning up to church uh, a few Sundays thinking um, I don't I don't know anybody here to talk to them um, and and actually it was it was quite unsettling um, I think that feeling uh, disconnected from what was going on um, was was quite disorientating um, as well, uh, but actually um, I, I felt that in my heart. But what I knew in my head was that actually there were many people there that that we journeyed with, um, knew our story, loved us, um, cared for us, took time out for us, um, and and yet we still. Well, I personally still wrestled with this sense of of loneliness, of feeling isolated from things, and 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 actually. Um, through that, God really showed really showed me um, that 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 actually anybody can be prone to feeling this this sense of loneliness, this the sense of isolation um, and disconnect from the body of Christ. Um, but actually, through it, there is an incredible hope that we have. Um, actually, out of that, um, we 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 formed new friendships with lots of people. Um, some of those people have become very dear to us again. Um, some of those have become dear and then gone. Um, and so it's definitely not a static thing, but within season changes, there's lots of um, yeah. movement coming and going. Um, but actually God's message of hope right through it actually is almost him creating space um, for more relationships, for um, others coming through um, that God might be bringing along our path that he wants us to, to, to feed into, to bless, to journey with um, for a season. Um, and actually, encouragingly, one of the truths that I, I really uh, found um, and, and, and actually we see really clearly in the gospel is that Jesus um, was alone. Jesus knew what it was to be lonely. Um, he understood uh, what, it, what it felt like. Um, we, we see him surrounded by crowds. We see him um, alone, praying with the Father, spending time with the Father. Um, but actually, we see on the cross that actually Jesus is very much alone. Um, in the week up, running up to the cross, he, his, his, one of his friends had betrayed him. Um, we see one of his closest friends deny him three times. Um, and when he dies on the cross, he dies alone. 
Um, he cries out in Mark 15, um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, and, and in that moment, we see Jesus very much bearing the brunt of our sin um, alone. Um, and, and actually, as he bears the weight of that, um, it, it crushed him to the point of death. But just as I mentioned, there's a hope that goes beyond the grave. Um, it says that when he rose again, it says that he rose um, and raised um, others up with him. He took what the Bible calls captives in his train. And it's a beautiful picture of Jesus as he's risen from the dead, as he ascends into heaven, that actually he takes a body of people, a body of people that abide in him, that worship him, um, that, that, that journey together, that love one another, that are reconciled and united um, in purpose to glorify and honour him, um, that actually he, he takes those people with him um, and through his resurrection, um, we can know new life. We can know that we are born into this incredible family. We are fellow citizens. We're members of the household of God. And that's exactly what our passage today in Ephesians 2 talks about, is that actually as we're reconciled in his body, we're built into this incredible holy temple, a dwelling place for God by his spirit. And so what do we do with this? Uh, what, 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 how do we, when we face those moments of, of, of loneliness or face those moments of isolation, um, I think one of the first things to do really is to, is, is to abide um, in God. It says um, in John 8, verse 32, um, it says, abide in, uh, so Jesus said to the Jews who have believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And if you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so first of all, we must um, we must find ourselves hidden in God. We must abide in him. Um, we, if you're not a believer, um, then the first step must be to put your trust and faith in him um, and actually trust that as you come to him, um, that, that um, many of those feelings, loneliness as well as other um, uh, feelings, it might be um, depression, it might be loss, whatever it might be, um, that actually trusting that as you those things that would bind us and hold us, um, that actually as we come and, and, and as we hand them over to the Lord um, and as we place them um, at the feet of Jesus, that actually he will, he will by his truth set us free. Yeah. That as we read God's word, as we abide in him, and if we allow the truth to permeate who we are, um, then we will know that truth and the truth will set us free. Yeah, and another thing we just want to encourage you in our closing thoughts is love one another love one another god is a god of community and he loves his church um in john 13 uh, 34 to 35 jesus says love one another just as i've loved you by this people will know that you're my disciples Amen. um so we want to keep um loving each other we've got to be a bit creative in this season um i've certainly been blessed by people sending me text messages just out of the blue um and just helping us feel connected to one another maybe think about someone who's living alone at the moment can you send them a text or a phone call um but just let's keep encouraging one another connecting uh, with one another it's really god's heart for us that no one is left on the outside and that we all understand that we belong. We belong to God's church. Um, and if you're struggling, uh, particularly, I guess, with reconciliation or struggling with loneliness and not knowing how to connect uh, with those in the church, then we would ask that you, you know, get in touch with the Connect team. Um, if you need prayer support, please do um, connect with our pastoral team as well. And we can have people that can support you on the journey. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we had a few words for people that we felt that God uh, wanted to highlight. Mm. Um, I had a picture of someone carrying loneliness as, as a part of your identity and, and just having uh, lies that you hold on to maybe about not being able to um, make friends or that you're always going to be alone. And I felt God really wanted to just um, highlight that he loves you so much and he wants to reconcile you uh, to himself. He wants you to have a deeper relationship with him um, and connect with others. His heart is that you connect with others. So he wants to make an exchange with you today and exchange that loneliness um, and that identity in loneliness with an identity in Christ that you really understand that you are a member of our family. You're a member of Christ. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and you have a part to play. Um, we also feel, um, oh, well, I've, I've particularly felt um, that there were that there were some people that will be uh, watching this, and and there have been situations or circumstances um, that have arisen, um, and 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 you've allowed those things to almost uh, disqualify you from relationship, um, from finding community, and um, from finding reconciliation with one another, and actually some of those things. Um, have caused you to retreat from community. Um, and actually God's heart, um, as we've seen, um, is, is very much for you to be brought into community, for you to come and play your part um, as part of community. And if there's something that in your heart um, that, has, that, that, that has kind of um, almost given you that sense of being disqualified um, from being a member of this household, um, then we would just encourage you to, 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 as Tanika mentioned, to seek others out, to pray, um, can get in touch with the pastoral team and they'd love to pray with you about that um, but just trying to think you know actually um, what does God say about um, uh, unity and community um, and letting that be uh, the defining factor uh, in your relationships um, from there. We're going to hand over uh, to Alice Watts who's going to lead us in a song um, and we, we, we are very aware that obviously this sermon is very topical um, and it may be that just while Alice is playing, before we take um, bread and wine together, um, it may just be that you want to just take a few minutes um, and just reflect on um, your current situation. And maybe you're journeying through a season change at the moment, um, or maybe uh, you're just finding yourself increasingly isolated. Um, yeah, it's hard not to in this season, but, but, but perhaps that isolation has brought to the fore some of those feelings of loneliness. Um, we just want to encourage you, as Alice is playing this song, then why not take that time to meditate um, and, and, and reflect on some of the truth um, about who God says you are. Maybe you want to take time to read Ephesians 2 um, from verse 13 through to 22 again, just while Alice is playing. Um, but uh, we're going to hand over to Alice. So um, would you like to pray for us and then we'll hand to Alice. Yeah. Thank you, God, for this time um, to just read your word. Um, and be filled afresh um, with with the knowledge that you love us and mm -hmm. um, that you cared for us that you died for, you died for us lord um, and that you are our comfort and that you are our peace and that we are never alone mm -hmm. in jesus name amen